0: Today, on a very special, General Geekery. I'm just punching George Clooney in the face.
1: How is there an emoticon in my hashtag? I don't, is that, is, it's a winking monkey? What is the, <laughs> the, with jazz hands? I'm not sure what that is conveying to me. Twitter has banned your account.
0: Although the, ju- the computer was judging you earlier, it doesn't feel bad if you don't this, say anything. This segment brought to you by Boris Bits. Boris Bits, delivering your internet three days a week. Zeros are free, ones you pay. This is what the podcast would be like if you never existed. You, know, you, you, you I, never could make this podcast without me. I'm sorry, did you, did you do a Jimmy Stewart impression? Because I, 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 thought I, I thought I heard a Jimmy Stewart impression. It's, it's a r- very poor one. Clarence, <laughs> Clarence, I, I, I'm going to do a podcast. <laughs> do, 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 do. Ben knows nothing about technology, but is astounded at its current state. Fuck that, man. I want my time travel story. You can't die before we finish this podcast.
1: It's episode one. Welcome to General Geekery, specifically, it's a podcast. I'm Ben. I'm Lou. And welcome to episode number one. That's the first one. We count good. First off, we'll go ahead and say thank you because this podcast uh, has been brought to us by our friends at Village Wine and Spirits. Village Wine and Spirits, where you can get the best of the spirits to Fuel your podcast if you have a podcast. If you don't have a podcast, you can drink this and listen to a podcast, and it sounds better than not
0: drinking and listening to this as a podcast. Did you know this was a podcast? Huh. We should put that in the title. Hmm. Narrow it down a bit. So, I'd also like to mention that uh, Village wine and Spirits, you know, you can also get the worst of the spirits, but I don't know why you would.
1: uh You can be haunted. I'm only haunted by my alcoholism. Um,
0: You're not being haunted by the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future? What the fuck is that out there? (laughs) The bad thing is I just looked.
1: It's my own house, and I just looked. I was like, wait, wait, are you serious? Because I'm moving. I'm moving out of this place. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not messing with that. You know how it's like you realize there's no such thing as ghosts, and you're like, I know there's no such thing as ghosts. At the very first moment that I turn and see anything ghost-like, I just leave. I leave all my belongings, everything, this mic, everything just gone just a
0: flare in the house and just, all right gone see no i go the other way i totally believe in ghosts but i ain't afraid of no ghosts <laughs> also i'm having a fight with the epa <laughs> they had the fight with the epa uh, with the yeah with the containment i should go back and watch that you know, there's a 25th anniversary edition of Ghostbusters that has pop-up video annotation.
1: Really? Oh, I, Kids, for those that don't remember, pop-up video was, uh, I guess it was uh, originated by VH1.
0: Uh, that's where I remember it starting.
1: V- video Hits 1, which is an offshoot of MTV, which was music television. It
0: was this thing called a TV channel.
1: So I would get up and walk over Imagine and Imagine if
0: click. Netflix only had one show and it only played at certain times. And if you weren't home when Netflix was playing its one show, you were gonna wait till next week. No,
1: I I, I love pop up video, and here's the reason I like it so much. I basically do pop up video for every movie that I watch now. Oh yeah. So like, but it's my own little version. So I'm actually missing most of the movie by the entire time I'm sitting here, and I'm t- I'll go ahead and tell you I'm terrible to watch a movie with because I'm sitting here on my phone, and the whole time I'm like, uh, yeah, this was shot in a park in New York City. Uh, it was shot at six forty three. They were gonna shoot at six thirty. But they got pushed back because of some ambulance noise. Isn't that interesting? And whoever's watching the movie with me is like,
0: (laughs) "Shut up," (laughs) because it's me. I'm the one watching the movie with him. That's not fair. That's not fair because uh, I will, if I'm going to rent a movie online, rent it from uh, Google Play if I can, because with Google Play, uh, in the a fair amount of their relatively more recent additions to their collection, if you pause the movie, it tells you who's on screen. What else they've acted and you kinda of, kinda of start digging through and going to IMDb and it kind of just links you there. Yeah, but like with the with the Google, um, with Google Play Store, you photos the movie and it's like, oh hey, this person's here, this person's here, this person was just on camera and you just missed them. And here's the music that's playing, here's the links to IMDb. And
1: Oh see, that's perfect for me because it's like that- a shortcut.
0: It's like instead of searching for it, I don't have to type in the name. I just like, oh a click on his face because there's a circle on it, and I'm just punching George Clooney in the face. Like all oh right, he was an ER. I feel like you've got a little
1: clooney rage going on. Um, I'm so jealous. no, but that's really great for me because you just mentioned several apps because you're like, oh well, it tells you uh, like what song is playing, it tells you the actor, and it tells you everything else that's like it's like pulling IMDB and Shazam and several other apps all together, so like to to make the, the movie going experience better. You know, I do you think directors now actually take into, effect, in, into account the fact that when people are watching their movies, they're not just going to sit down and be like, I'm watching your movies. Because there's a lot that you can do to augment movies.
0: I think the smart ones do. Uh, I think you're starting to see some of that. Um, probably more in TV shows. But you're also seeing the dark side of it, too. Because you're definitely also seeing like the major networks who like don't know how Twitter works like throwing hashtags around like random.
1: (laughs) I was watching something the other day, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but they wanted you to get a hashtag trending. I was like, okay, well, I, you know. I Sure, okay. Sure, sure, sure. And the hashtag was like, I really like this NBC show because it's really good, and I think it's awesome, and I think that a lot of other people should do it. (laughs) And that's the sound of Lewis's head on a microphone. (laughs) I mean, and I saw this. It just takes up the entire bottom of the screen, and I'm like... Even if I wanted to, I mean, I guess I could pause it and take a picture of it and...
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to skip past the 140 character limit thing, the obvious <laughs> one, and just jump straight for the jugular. <laughs> my phone's not going to auto autocorrect that. You know how much I rely on my phone to just, like, correct what I swipe?
1: Who has a hashtag with 141 characters? I just...
0: If it was my phone and I was, like, trying to do that hashtag, it'd just end up being a bunch of swears. And it it wouldn't even post the swears. It would be the phone swearing at me. Like, what are you, what is this?
1: It's a winking
0: monkey. What is the, the, with jazz hands? I'm not sure what that (laughs) is conveying to me. Twitter has banned your account. Trending, banned by Twitter. Trending, hashtag I was banned by Twitter for some stupid hashtag and oh God, it's happening again, period.
1: I don't go to trending. Maybe I semicolon. should. Do you go to trending often? Do you actually go Never. in like this? Here's the thing, every time I pull up trending because apparently I'm too old for the internet because I pull up trending and it's like Justin Bieber did this and Kim Kardashian did nothing cuz she does nothing. And you know, it's it's all these things that are trending. I was like I it has nothing to do with any of the geekery that I want to take part in.
0: You know, it's funny. I used to find like I could if if there was something going on, I could find a bunch of different voices or some really interesting um relatively near real-time information for events that were happening. The Arab Spring was the big one that blew Twitter up for like, hey, check out what's going on around the world right now. Even though uh, Twitter didn't particularly handle it well, it was still one of those like, you know, um, shall we say earth-moving moments when it was like, holy shit, the world is really small and we can like see this happen. Um, I feel like I don't get that from Twitter anymore. They just keep throwing features like, uh, now they got this whole trending thing and, uh, all these other things they try to make happen and moments, Twitter moments. And it's like, Oh, we're going to make this happen. No, we we totally know what you want. And then you go there and it's all a bunch of, like you said, a bunch of Kardashian stuff. I'm like, all right, fine. But isn't that all on all the major TV networks already? Like you're not giving me anything new. You used to give me really cool, like multiple sides of new things. Now you're giving me old stuff that everyone else did first.
1: It, it, it's almost like all of social media, and I'm about to make a really blanket statement here, where a lot of people are going to be like, oh, that will well, never you're, go wrong." <laughs> people are going to be like, "Well, you're an idiot," and well, you're probably right. Um, it seems like a lot of these social medias. It's almost like this Newtonian, like not just an object in motion, but like anything that goes up must come down. You know, this idea that. Um, anything that, that expands is going to, to, to reach a point of, of losing energy and then is going to collapse back on itself and that sort of thing. And it's like we had this boom of social media, and you've got everybody doing their own thing. Facebook was a yearbook um, so that you can keep up with people while you were in college. You had to have a college ID to get on, on Facebook. It was for college. Twitter, when Twitter came along, it was the idea of brevity you know, here's 140 characters, get your idea on, you know, like, and it comes up in this newsfeed. Yeah. Instagram, it, it, we just do pictures. But they started with this idea of, like, let's all be individual and have our own niche and do our own thing. But it's almost like that expansion has stopped and they're coming back on themselves. And so now, uh, what, Facebook pick, picked up Snapchat. Mm-hmm. So now, like, it owns Snapchat. Um, Instagram is becoming more engaging with uh, videos and with other types of posts. And get ready for this. Uh, supposedly, Twitter is now expanding beyond 140
0: characters. That's what I saw. You know, in direct messages, that's expanded already.
1: So that's not it's
0: it's not Twitter anymore. That's is not it? Twitter, right. it, Of course, I sound like an old man. The same person. Like, that's not my Facebook. Like
1: every time Facebook well, they changes they, they, what they do, you are like, that's not my Facebook. That's not the way it used to be. But like Twitter, but you still the, use it. <laughs> but the well yeah, well, yeah, But the tenets of it is like here is Twitter, one hundred and forty characters. Unless you don't want it to be one hundred and forty characters, then it can be any number of characters. It's like okay, so now yeah. I am just typing on the internet. Like I can just do that. It's
0: it's like it's like they're they said, hey, the Facebook wall was a great idea. No other part of Facebook. The wall stands on its own. We're going to make the Facebook wall. We're going to abandon everything that made Twitter what it was for that. I, I, you know, you have, a bunch of, you have a bunch of companies that made a lot of money, like Facebook, and you have a bunch of companies like Twitter that got a lot of round of funding and are like, shit, we need to figure out how to make money. Well, let's throw every idea against the wall until we find something that does. Because it's very, very, it's very interesting to me that they generated so many rounds of funding and got so much money. Um, as, as a big Twitter fan, you know, I I was very early on it, and I I like the brevity format, um, but it's really interesting to me that they raise so much money, so many rounds, without, a like, a business model, and they're just kind of like, well, here's the data we have. We have all this data. We have all these people. They're engaged. We have all these clicks. And reach. Yeah.
1: It's just purely yeah. reach.
0: But, but that's all it is. It's like, look, we're selling you click. People are clicking on things, and we're selling that to you. It's... It's it's basically they're selling a video game except they're piecemealing it out to investors instead of selling it to the users, because it's like, hey, these people clicked at these things. These people are looking this many hours. Like, that's it. And then investors bought in and they're like, okay, well, where are we going to make our money? Well, we haven't. We, it's data. You get you have all this data. Like, we can sell this data to people. Who are you selling it to? That's a great question.
1: Well, and here's the thing: is that consumers, especially the NSA.
0: This uh well, uh, well, but they get it for free because it all goes to the Library of Congress. So who cares? Shh, they're listening to the podcast. And anything that, and anything <laughs> they don't get for free, they steal.
1: <laughs> they're listening to the podcast. They're the only ones, but they're
0: listening. <laughs> um. Actually, that's great. <laughs> you know, we could say we have so many thousand listeners. We do. tens of uh, we do. tens of
1: thousands, it's gotta be. We do, we do. But no, here, uh, here's the problem with that. Is yeah, you're right. You get all this reach. So the people are out actually out there. Those people are very smart. People like. Well, maybe not like me and you. No. But but other people are really smart. Our and, listeners. Uh, yeah, our listeners are very smart. But here's the thing and attractive. <laughs> Super attractive. What? Well, Take down a Notch. <laughs> people that see this are very, very smart. And here's the problem though, is that they are smart. And when you put advertisement, people can just smell it out immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, like on Google, you do a, a, a search and like the top grayed out, very slightly grayed out. You're like, well, I'm not going to click those. Somebody paid for those. I want to find the, you know, the autonomous autonomously searched, uh, actual results. Social media. When you see something that's being promoted, you're like, I get it. I know it's promoted. Even within that, individuals like individuals that I follow on Twitter right like I'll see them make a make a tweet or a whole bunch of tweets and uh and and a lot of them will be like I'm going to do this and this is going to be fun and I'm going to do this and then it'll be one that's like I just got done using bomb ass recovery bomb ass <laughs> recovery is the most bomb ass recovery that there is I suggest bomb ass recovery and it's like okay I get it you you were paid a certain amount of money to make
0: well, yeah, to right. to put
1: these ads out, it's only so often, but everyone gets but, it as soon as I see it, and I see like, oh, this is like you just mentioned, Diet Dr Pepper. Okay, right.
0: I, 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 come you're, on, you're an Olympian. I know you're not drinking Diet Dr Pepper. Right. It's a secret to my success. It's not. But I mean, you know, it says a lot that when you talk about, uh, you know, what's what's the big thing you put on your browser? You got something like, um, ad ad block kind of blew up recently, but you have like a, uh, some kind of browser blocking. Because there's this constant fight with the ads and it's like, all right, I get it. I get what you're trying to do, but it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. You're clawing too hard at this.
1: So, but the best advertising is honest advertising. Agreed. And so here's the thing though, is like, I, I see these advertisements put up by people that I really respect, but I can tell, or other people can tell that it, this is obviously advertising. But right. if I see you support something and you're like... Hey, this other thing that's going on, this artist that I know is doing this really cool thing. Then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I'm really engaged. Way more engaged than I would be otherwise. And that's what's hard to monetize about what's going on with Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Instagram and all these other uh, uh uh sites is that it's like, okay, well, we there are there is a big reach for people that actually want to share something. There's not a big reach for people that are like,
0: "Eh, I'm right. I'm
1: being paid to say this, so I'm going to say it enough time so that I get my check and I can go home.
0: Yeah, it, and it's really, I feel like it's easy to manipulate certain things, but there comes a point where you can't control the hive mind. And the. there's some really legitimate, passionate stuff, like with... Uh, with small art uh, small business artists, etsy artists, things like that, where you can you can expose some if you follow the right people on Twitter, you can expose some really cool things, and there 's definitely a really big network effect so like if i 'm looking for something uh, i 've got a whole bunch of different people who I can go to and say hey i 'm looking for something like this," and if they don 't know they 'll connect me, and I can find some like really cool Christmas presents, things like that, but it doesn't it doesn 't scale to the to the corporate level. That's a personal network and that's, you know, that's the value of the social network, but that's the value of my social network, which is different than the value of owning the social network at the corporate level. I would love to see them reconcile that problem because if they make my life easier, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, it sounds like they might be making your life easier because it sounds like a lot of the social networks are starting to kind of implode on each other well, let's, let's and, be become, clear. and become a little bit more homogenous.
0: Yeah. Let's be clear. You know, I remember like trying to set up a blind date in high school. I remember trying to set up blind dates in high school. Like I need to meet somebody new. I need to meet somebody from a different high school. That's five, 10 miles away. Right. And it's this big fucking problem. I can download the Tinder app in, you know, five seconds and start swiping left, swiping right. It's not, you know, maybe not a blind date cause you get to see the picture, but the point remains that you can meet new people very quickly. And, as much as I complain about how poorly the social networks are monetizing themselves and doing their business, you you hit the nail on the head. They definitely have already made my life a lot easier. So, but no, you're exactly right. And it's changed the landscape of things so differently.
1: And I'm not saying that it's good, bad, or indifferent. Um, but here's the thing is of the age that the, the of the generation that you got, you, uh, the, that we are and the generation that that we are from to meet somebody, you went to this place called a bar and you walk up and you introduce yourself or you buy a drink, or you do all this kind of stuff or you know even younger like you meet somebody in school and maybe you know like hey let's go get some coffee and talk about life the universe and everything. But it's
0: changed so much. You wake up then. the next day, someone's taking care of you. I guess I'm dating them now.
1: So, but it's changed so much and and is it really better? I mean, and I and I pose that question legitimately because it, it, there's so much uh information that's put out there though. I think that's probably a good thing and a bad thing. And I say that because, I mean, I've mm-hmm. I've never actually been on these sites. But you have so much information to look at and go, okay, well, there's so much to judge by. Okay, here's how they look. Here's their hair color. Here's their eye color. Here's this. And so you start to already, people start to mm-hmm. naturally form their ideas of, okay, I want Someone that is, you know, uh, five foot two to five foot five, and I want dark hair and I mm-hmm. want brown eyes and I want somebody that's into art, and if you see somebody that doesn't match those things, you're like, "Ah, eh, I'll you know, just move on to the next person. There's a better match out there. It's so incredibly different, and sometimes is more information better?
0: Uh, more information is not necessarily better. People are bad at information, and this is one of those uh, this is one of those things that's kind of uh, kind of sa- like there's a no-win scenario. It's kind of sad. Um, I have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of decoupled or coupled plus friends looking for, you know, other people, things like that. And hear how, mm-hmm. how horrible it is right now. People who are my age and have been around for a while and know what it was like beforehand. And it's it's really interesting to hear their experiences. I don't know that more information and more possibilities is better. Like, should you be hunting the unicorn? Is is, And that goes to the, is there a soulmate? Is there like one soulmate for you out there? Or are you just going to settle for the person who's good enough?
1: Well, it's funny that you call it the unicorn because I saw this recently and it just sprung back to my mind speaking of this, though. It was a... uh, Everything's horrible. (laughs) Well, no. You say like, like, should I shoot for the unicorn? So you look on these social media sites and you go, okay, I'm looking for the unicorn. And you pull it up and you're like... She is gorgeous, or he is gorgeous. That's amazing. Great picture. Oh, they are so hot, and they you know, like you read the thing. You're like, Oh, that's really, really great. Again, I promise I have not been on these sites, <laughs> but you look at this and you're like, That's great. This article that I read was real life pictures versus profile pictures on Tinder. Oh, I bet you that's fascinating. It's not just a horse of a different color, several were horses. <laughs> And that's not just a Sarah Jessica Parker dick. I'm just, I'm not sure that she's on Tinder. No, the difference in these people between what is on their website and what is there is so much different that I'm actually saying you don't get, and maybe I'm saying this now, you might not get more information. You may get less information from what they put on there.
0: And and there's difference between less information and bad information. Not to say you should judge somebody by their looks, but it's... I don't know, it just seems all really weird right now. Like so, I would rather just I would rather just feed my data into a computer and just show up. Like the computer says, not not even not even <clears throat> computer provide me a bunch of matches and I go through them. Cause I mean es- essentially Tinder's supposed to do that, right? It's supposed to refine your selections based on what you swiped. I-, I don't want that. I just want to like feed my data into a computer and be like, find someone who would be satisfied with me. And then like the computer says, All right, okay, here's the deal. Show up at the Royal Peasant at 8 o'clock on <laughs> Here's Tuesday. the deal. I like that your
1: computer is immediately going, uh, okay, slow down there, Haas. Yeah. Um,
0: my, my my computer is going,
1: <sighs> let me level with you, okay? Listen, I'm, we've been through a lot. I've you, seen your browser. Let, let, let's just level for a second.
0: Your last chance is to show up at the Georgia Museum of Art, 3.30, Thursday afternoon. I know you're working. Take the day off. Because this is it. This is it, buddy.
1: Okay, so I'm going to throw this out there. And Do you
0: know how many Amazon Web Services cloud cycles we had to spend for this? So I'm going to throw this out there, and I, and I have not, I have not uh, brought
1: this to your attention before now. It's something that just came to my mind out of this conversation, so I'm going to throw this out there. Because there's so much misinformation out there on social dating websites and things like that, you can say whatever you want to. I'm going to put a charge out there to any of those that are listening. If you want to respond back to us, give us some ideas, make some comments. I think that would be absolutely great. Uh, the website is gengeek.one. That's O N E. Yeah, G E N G E K. dot O N E. But here's what we're going to say. And you can also email us at gengeekone at gmail.com. That's also O N E at gmail.com. So I'm going to throw this out there. If you're going to make your own profile, okay. I don't want you to be I don't want you to be honest. I want you to be the oh. unicorn. What are you going to do if you're the unicorn? What's your unicorn ad that you put out there? So that's what I want to hear from everybody else. I want to hear, listen, sit that's down. That's a great question. Listen, we're going to pair unicorns and unicorns. We're going to have gods and gods, centaurs and centaurs. It's going to be, I mean, you definitely don't want it in your search engine, so you might want to put this incognito. But I want to hear what everybody has out there. So I'm going to go ahead and start. I'm just going to throw a couple of things off the top of my head. Uh, I'm seven feet in the pants. I'm six foot one. Um, I am an Olympian in three sports. Oh, nice! And, and chess. Uh, I'm a I'm the world's first double Mensa Mensa member.
0: Oh, an exclusive I, club.
1: Yeah, because I'm actually four standard deviations away from the, the general populace. So like it's it's really rarefied air that I that I breathe. Um, I also won a competition for most modest, hmm. which I feel that I deserve because I was the best at being most modest. You should,
0: you should totally play that up.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, no, no, no. I no, I'm not. I am. I am absolutely the best. I'm the world champion.
0: There's only one of most modest, and that's me. Bronze Adonis on the mantle, and I make it look like shit.
1: I hope that all the things that Charlie Sheen, when he went crazy, all the things that he said, you're like, yeah, what
0: he said, but better. My profile just says winning. I have, I have, I have really the winning profile, I think. <laughs> well, you know, as a, as a unicorn, I'm looking for my fellow unicorn. So in a certain way, course, I'm beating the right, you know, counterpart. And mine reads, imposter syndrome. With a fully stocked bar, come Netflix, no chill. Glorious, that's glorious. I, you know what, I, I mean, I would,
1: I would swipe left or right. Which way am I swiping? Up, down, left. Uh, is it left? I think I it's know. left. Left,
0: left. It left is left is bad. If you go back to the roots, so I don't is know. I, I, yeah, I Sinistrum.
1: Yeah, but let us hear yours. Uh, if you give us a great one, we will give you absolutely nothing. Unless we have something, and then we'll give you something. But if we don't have
0: something, we're not going to give
1: We make no, no, uh, no claims here whatsoever.
0: We'll offer to read it live on the air. And if you accept, maybe we will. I don't know.
1: Oh, no, you're def- no. we're definitely reading it live on the air. You're going to be the very first uh, Gen Geeker to, uh, to get your submission read on the air. So all rights reserved. Hashtag send your information to gingeek.com. That's gingeek.com, but it's not gingeek.com because it's not got com because it's That's one. That's o n e Homestarrunner.net. It's dot com. So I'm gonna talk about myself a little bit. Well, not really myself. I got a phone. Have you heard of
0: these things? A telephone? No, 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 it's cellular. Um, So uh, I got a new phone and I'm not that saves us five minutes. People know what cell phones are.
1: This is not going to be like a humble brag thing. It's going to be Ben knows nothing about technology and is so astounded at the actual current state of technology.
0: (laughs) Ben knows nothing about technology, but is astounded at its current state.
1: So as a uh, a, as an Apple iPhone user, um, just like with social media. A lot of times uh, they're a little bit slow to adopt other things. They adopt o- other technologies from other phones and things like that. So I understand that Google has had this uh, hey, Google thing for a while. Is uh, that? Yeah, okay, Google.
0: Okay, Google. Um, oh, uh-huh. Sorry. I, I think my phone just dialed Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding. Did it really, did it really turn on? <laughs> That's going to be one hell of a long distance, Bill.
1: So I, I'm new to all this, and I just got a new, uh, a new iPhone that is um, set up with – and I, I, now I'm afraid to say it. It's uh-huh. a name, and I say, hey, that name. Well, it's just, hey, Siri. Hey, Bloody Mary.
0: Hey, Bloody Mary. Hey, Bloody Mary. <laughs> I used to know the answer to this.
1: I wish she still did. So um, so we've got the Hey Siri function on this. I had to cover it up while I said that. Um, which I know Google's had for a while and all that sort of thing. I'm so astounded at where technology has come to at this point. And here's the frame of reference I'm going to put this in. Is I had a phone back in, oh gosh, I, we're going to say 15 years ago, that had voice recognition on it. Like you, like you pre-program it, but it's the same way you pre-program like diction for like word processing programs. So used to with word processing programs, you would have to sit there and you would have to go, A, the, superfluous. superfluous. And someone, someone would
0: come in and say, hey, what you writing? And the whole thing will crash.
1: Computer blows up in flames. You got to buy a new computer.
0: Sudo shut down, negative R now. God.
1: So <clears throat> I had a phone that back then I could pre-program like a couple things. So I could like press a button and I would say, Call Lou. And it would like not understand. Call Lou. It would not understand. Call Lou. And at that point, I was like, well, I'm just going to call Lou. Like, I'm not going to do it. I got rid of all voice recognition stuff. Like, I just, I I cared not. When people were like, oh, look at this. Yeah, You can text with it. I was like, I don't care. It wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. It's too slow. I'd rather just type it out myself. With this, with the current state of voice recognition software, I refuse to touch my phone. If I don't absolutely have to, I've the, for the last week since I've had this, I've not touched my phone for phone calls. I've not touched my phone for reminders, for text messages, for anything. But what that makes me think is that we're getting to a place now where technology with voice recognition and what we can do wirelessly is getting to such a point that so many people complain that we're not in the future. And I'm just going to barely touch on this. I'm not going to really delve deep into it. All right. We're not that far from being in the future and I know it's just one thing. It's just voice recognition. It's just a phone opening up a program. But so is changing your thermostat. So is turning on the lights. So is asking your car to back out of the driveway and your Tesla backs out of the driveway. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, we're getting like strangely close to, quote, unquote, the future. And people seem to be unimpressed by this. I did, this phone has been out for a while. Google uh, the the uh, okay Google okay Google's been out for a while, and I have not heard people going, "This is incredible." They're like, "Yeah, like I can make notes, or I can send a text message, or I can make a phone call."
0: And I'm this like, but is, do you, "Did you see how close we are?" Oh well, yeah, this is why I giggle every time I pick up like a cell phone. It's absolutely amazing. You have a device in your pocket right
1: now. Well, it might be in your pocket. I don't know where it is. You have a device that. The one thing it was made to do is the thing that it does the least. Like if you think how, like when you Mm -hmm. use your phone, I made two phone calls today. I sent 20 or 30 texts, checked my emails, got on social media, all five social medias, which all did the same thing. Like I just, like it does so incredibly much. And, like, we're to this they're like, well, we don't have flying cars.
0: Well, yeah, but you
1: have so much more of the other stuff.
0: Right. But if someone was like, hey, here, you can have a flying car, or you can have a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you know, you can have a flying car, or you can have instant access to all of humans' knowledge and the ability to reach out and contact anyone digitally right now, this second. You can go keep your flying cars. Fuck your flying cars. I feel like now I need a phone case that says, don't panic. But I mean, right, right, right. Like what's, what's a flying car going to do? If I get into a car accident, you know, I could be laid up in a hospital. Worst case scenario, I could die. If I get in a flying car, that thing hits the earth. It's like any failure in a flying car, I'm going to fucking die. I'm probably going to take somebody's house out, you know. And if I survive, I'm going to take out like an orphanage and kill a bunch of kids. Right. So it's like, i then I have to live with that. My cell phone's never going to do that unless it joins Skynet. If you take a phone away from most people, like you,
1: be, like people basically have no idea what to do. And I'm not saying that as like an old man. Like, go outside and see the outside. I become Jimmy Stewart again. Go outside and enjoy the woods. No, here's the thing: is that if you take a person's cell phone away, they just look around like, well, now what the fuck am I supposed to do?
0: Yeah, but if they're like, you know, you know, you send them out to the woods, and it's like, all right, but I don't have my phone. I don't have my leafer app, so I can't tell what tree this is.
1: Ooh, is that an app? I need to download that. This ad break brought to you by Mike's Steampunk Lamps. Mike's Steampunk's Lamps are unique, creative, steampunk-inspired lamps for all different types of usage, whether it be for personal, for steampunk, for your den, a man den. You know, it just adds a little bit of extra character, a little bit of fun, something very unique, and something that can be found on Etsy. You can also find it through gengeek.one. That's gengeek.one. Or you can email your request for more information at gengeek1 at gmail.com that's g-e-n g-e-e-k-o-n-e dot com great lamps
0: Mike Steampunk lamps spreading light on the world of your life I want to thank everyone for listening tonight I probably will not be invited back to the next episode welcome to episode 2 of General Geekery don't pay attention to episode 1 it's only one person I was
1: never with someone else it's only me he's right
0: your phone's pretty cool thanks But shut up. Listen. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Hey, look, my place. Technology has advanced incredibly. Phone's one of the big things where we've really taken off in smartphone technology. And again, not so much the phone. Just the idea that, oh, holy shit, we can put a computer in everyone's pocket. Why didn't we think of this before? Laptops. Wouldn't fit in the pocket. Anyway, one of the other big drivers in technology, um, which is... Been responsible for a lot of advances in, in research technology. Uh, video cards, uh-huh. gaming has driven a lot of advances in technology. Um, not that we should be thanking Call of Duty, five hundred and seventy-two, whatever they're out with now, but pushing forth all this, uh, all these different uh, video technologies. Uh, Nvidia has the CUDA cores, which are great at uh, research mathematics. The things It turns out that when you try to model the real world you know, in a computer, that if you just kind of reverse that lens and you say, we have a computer and now we want to model real world problems, the same math applies. We've come a really long way. Games have really driven development and computing power. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Video cards have become really powerful and are solve, used to solve really interesting problems that are highly parallelizable. Where with huh. a general purpose computer, you wouldn't have that because that's not the way our general... That's not the way our computing has gone mm-hmm. for, you know, desktop and phone stuff. Um, you know, it's apples and oranges. You can't compare them directly, but the flip side of that is apples are better to steal uh-huh. from XKCD. Okay. Um, and one of the nice things about that is as the video cards get better, the games get better. Um, and there is there is a release coming out this week, which, you know, I'm sure you're as psyched up about as I am. XCOM 2 hits February 5th.
1: Um, what?
0: XCOM 2,
1: was there in? Was there a? There was a, a one
0: right? There was a one, which was a reboot of XCOM UFO Defense and XCOM Terror from the Deep. Oh yeah, 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 of course. The um, so we have to go watch a bunch of YouTube videos, huh? Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. Okay, so this is uh, this is where we put in Spanish Fleet, right? Do we have it? We can find it. Ooh. <laughs>
1: Wow. Okay. So, uh, well, one, I've got some catching up to do. That looks awesome, right? That looks absolutely. Uh, well, it makes me want to go back and see the and play the first one, but it
0: uh, that looks great. You're gonna drop that. You're gonna drop chess from your Tinder profile from your unicorn Tinder profile and put in XCOM Strategist, right? I mean. Oh yeah. Oh, most definitely. It's yeah. So. <clears throat> so humanity has decided that, you know, we're not alone in the universe. We're gonna go fight this alien menace. And it's great because you play through XCOM, the remake, and you're struggling to keep your base in order, you're struggling to keep your soldiers alive. You're going out on all these tactical missions. You're largely out in, you know, you're out firepowered, you're outmanned, uh, you're outgunned. Um and it's only your wits that bring you to a point where you can continue building up your strategic game, building up your base, figuring out what the hell is actually going on and getting back and determining where the aliens come from. And you reach, you know, you reach the end and there's this resolution and the aliens are gone. You know, you you beat the game. It's like, all right, the aliens are gone. But they traveled across, you know, they traveled across at least the galaxy to get here. Um, They clearly have better technology. I mean, we've adapted a lot of it, but this can't possibly be the end if they're really interested in coming after us, right? Like, I get that we win, and there's kind of a red herring thrown in at the end to kind of distract from that. But, you know, you start thinking about it. You're like, all right, so what's going to happen? And this is actually a remake of the original um, XCOM games. Uh An XCOM ends with uh you know you defeating the alien presence on Mars, XCOM 2 turns out there's some aliens under the ocean. And what it is, is it's the same game, just reskinned a bit and uh-huh. a lot more difficult. So XCOM 2 then in the remake, they kind of invert that. They don't go with the oh, okay yeah so like what happened? Like you know we defeated these aliens. They're like oh no no they're still here and they came anyway. Now you have um the the teaser trailers are great because you have this vision of this future where aliens have come. They're uplifting humanity. Uh-huh. They're helping people. They're making them better. The, yeah,
1: it, yeah. They're 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 part of society. They're making society better.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you have all this propaganda stuff flying around. Um, it's you're, it, it seems like every dystopic um, tech future has videos everywhere with propaganda. Like, there's TV walls everywhere.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, the the first thing that comes... It's a requirement. It, well, it is. I mean, the first thing I think of, and not even like dystopian necessarily, but the first thing I think of is I think of WALL-E. I think of Demolition
0: oh, Man. That's true. Well, I, I Demolition, of Demolition Man, Man. will count his dystopic tech future, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did a but bit yeah, more no, WALL-E is a great now I think example. of wall
1: think Like, basically, in the future, TVs are going to be everywhere. Yeah. Like, constantly bombarded with advertisements and whatnot. It's so. like
0: someone stepped in my house. That's...
1: Well, it's just a different way to monetize. Maybe that's how they uh, figure out the whole social media issue uh, with all the social media advertising. Instead of doing social media, they just put TVs everywhere.
0: It just says, and all the TVs just say hashtag.
1: (laughs) Hashtag, don't you like the thing that we're doing? Respond to us on Twitter.
0: (laughs) Hashtag, we're really glad this is a 50-inch TV because this hashtag is really long and you probably wouldn't be able to read it if it weren't so large. Hey, anyway, by the way, watch ABC.
1: (laughs) I should go watch ABC
0: the environment just is really well done. You get this idea. The aliens are here. They're here to help. They're uplifting humanity. You know, we're poor, wretched souls and they're showing us the way they're giving us all these genetic augmentations that we never could have thought possible. And <clears throat> all the while there's this big high security deal going on. Um, You know, face, uh faceless uh security forces. Um, and, the whole idea of XCOM Two is that the aliens won anyway, and now we've got this rogue force going out. You're you're basically a destabilizing terrorist force going out trying to uh, save Earth from itself. Um, and it's really interesting because XCOM has this long uh, long history of, you know, the other being bad. The aliens are bad. We're going to kill them because they're aliens. You know, it's it's really easy. To say they're not from Earth, they're not like us, they're they're violent. They came here, they started killing us, you know, we're just defending ourselves. Yeah, the,
1: the traditional us versus them type right. thing. Right.
0: Yeah. And it's and it's definitely like painted to the extreme, right? Like they didn't they didn't come here like with a handout like, hey, let's talk, you know? Take me to your leader, let's chat, you know. Um, I hear he brews a good like, you know, honey honey ale, you know, this this be great. We could be friends. No, they came here with a mission and they're very violent about it and you have this brush and you have this thing here where it's like, okay, we're saving humanity from itself. But I really wonder if there's going to be any talk about, you know, are we saving humanity from itself?
1: Well, see, I really like that. And I'm going to take a a slight, um, a a tangential turn for just a moment. We didn't even talk about this, but, um, The X-Files is back on TV. Oh, yes. I promise I'm going to bring this back together. So, X-Files is back on TV, and I'm not going to give too many spoilers away from some of the new episodes, but I have to say that in this household, uh, big-time fans of
0: of X-Files. And justifiably so.
1: I mean, it's a lot of fun. But they have episodes that are, like, some of them are very, like, story arc, and then you have your Mm -hmm. M.O.W.s, your your Monster of the Weeks, and I'm basically just quoting uh, Katie's, uh, my wife's terms. Um, so you have these episodes that, you know, there's story arc, there's M.O.W.s, things like that. And the one that was most recently on was one of the ones that's kind of quirky. You know, it's kind of fun and they, they make a lot of jokes and things like that. Right. But the idea of the story is that there is this m- man who turns into a lizard at night, much like a werewolf. And, and they believe that this creature is killing other people. Again, I promise we're going to come back to subject on this. And they finally track him down and they find out that he's not a man that turns into a spoilers. He's not a man that turns into a lizard. He's an ancient lizard that because he's been bitten by a man turns into a man under the full moon.
0: Oh, Mark. (laughs) Oh, you know him. I bit him.
1: So, but I like that idea of turning something so simply on its head of being like, oh, aliens are coming and they're bad because we're us and we're good, obviously, because we're narcissistic assholes and they're obviously bad because they're aliens and they come from another place. But I like the idea that this entire episode, which is a very funny episode, but the entire episode is him being like, I don't like being a man. I I turned into a man. The first thing I think is I have this compulsion to get a job and then I get a job and then my compulsion is. I don't like my job anymore, and I don't want to be doing this job anymore. He's like, it's easier when I was a lizard. I just walked around. I wasn't. I just was a lizard, and I like everything was really, really good. So it's this idea of in his
0: natural state, totally cool. Turns into a man. Kind of turns into an asshole. I feel really bad because he seemed really happy when he was lying around with the other uh, lizard folk underneath uh, Denver Airport before I bit him. Like I feel like I should send him like you know an apology card or like a fruit basket or something. So kind of edible arrangement. You should, you brought them down to our level. Yeah. So, but
1: I like that idea of what you're saying. I have saying. a job.
0: Oh man. <laughs> I
1: see what you're saying though. I like that idea of kind of turning that on its head. And I'd be really interested to find out with, uh, with that, that game, whether or not that is what they do, whether they turn it on its ear or whether or not uh, it kind of, you know, it's like, Oh, it is kind of us versus them. I,
0: I, I suspect, I suspect it won't be. And it'll be mostly um, balancing the the strategy of an insurgency. Which is in which is in and of itself a very interesting. It's a very interesting proposition. So, I'm a huge fan of Hey What you playing?
1: Oh yeah, I'm familiar with it. I've not watched a lot of it, but I'm definitely right. familiar.
0: And they had uh, they had an episode on uh, Red Faction Gorilla, uh-huh. which is, you know, um, to the extreme kind of what I was thinking about. Well, in some ways, to the extreme, what I was thinking about. In some, in other ways, it was very much just a uh, mass market you know, AAA, blow shit up simulator. Um, you are familiar with this one?
1: No, no not oh. particularly.
0: Oh, well, we should go watch it. Oh, we should. Bum, 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 bum.
1: Okay, and that's pretty good
0: right, so you know again, not a not a unique idea, but i'm I'm really interested to see where this goes because there has been in the past a very um a subtext in the balance of you know you're operating under the radar and what you know what you're doing is this is everything right. Are you doing the right thing by your soldiers, by your engineers? Like, what is what is the right path for humanity? Because now you have all this technology. What are you going to do with it? And we have a history in the 20th century of developing tremendous leaps forward in technology during times of war. And you have things like, you know, are we going to take the research that was done by to pull Godwin's law? Are you going to take the research that was done by the Nazis? Yes, everybody did. It was horrible. It was horrible. Hey. I, I, move over. I can't read that line, you know? <laughs> so it, it's just really interesting. They kind of have this subtext. They don't really play a big deal about it. So I'm really interested to see how, how XCOM 2 deals with
1: that. Well, the psychology of it is really interesting to me. And here's why I say that is that you have this idea of like, like small incremental logical steps leading to an ultimate conclusion that might not be the conclusion that you think you're going to get or to be more on the nose and a conclusion of like, holy crap, I'm the bad guy which, yeah. which the, the, the literal example, and, and like I mean, literary example I will use for that, is uh, are you familiar with the, the book uh, by Stephen King, Tommy Knockers?: Oh, I
0: think I see where you're going with this.
1: I'm not going to drop out for Spanish fully so we can read an entire book. Okay. Ba, 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 ba,
0: ba, ba, ba. <laughs> there
1: you go. Just use that. So the, the general idea of it, as you start the book, you start with a normal human being who is discovering this, that, and the other about what may or may not be alien technology. And then they seem to have some different feelings and ideas and emotions about the technology and about the people around them and everything else. Um, let's fast forward and do a montage. By the end of it, they turn into the alien themselves and they've basically lost all human, humanity whatsoever and they are less than a shadow, not even a shadow, not even a hull of the human that they, they once were. They are a monster.
0: You live long enough to become what you hate. A classic, a classic, gener- spanning generations, way back to our early ancestors.
1: Exactly, but the interesting thing about reading the book is that as you're reading it, mm-hmm. you make all the same decisions with them. Like you're like, okay, well, that seems, yeah, no, I would do that same thing. Yeah, no, 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 that's that's exactly what I would do. No, that's what I would do. Yeah, no, I would definitely fly the the, the spaceship away from Earth in my alien body. Wait a second, I have an alien body.
0: Well, that's but that's that's the um that's the hallmark of the good writer, right? Like the stories have basically all been told. I'm hungry. I'm horny. I'm angry. Like they all fit into these themes, but make drawing you in and making you be like, no, I totally get that. Oh, wow. No, man.
1: Yeah. So with red faction, that, that entire idea, and especially coming back to, um, XCOM two, XCOM two, um, is that like, okay, well, here's what we're doing and I see why we're doing it, but why are we doing it? Like it like, is, is that the thing that we're supposed to be doing? Is Are we always going to be the, the good guy in this, or, or are we the assholes?
0: And I do hope, because um, you are the asshole in, in the other XCOMs too, even going back to the start, you, they don't really play it as well, but it happens by a mechanic. In the uh, in the remake XCOM, they do kind of like hint at it, but a lot of the stuff is very subtle. So I don't expect it to be like a big overarching theme in XCOM 2, but I do kind of expect them to explore that a bit.
1: So, but all in all, what you're basically saying is we might be the assholes.
0: We are the assholes. Oh, you and me? Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: Well, thanks for listening. This has been General Geekery. I'm Lou. I'm Ben. We're both assholes. <laughs> Good night. GenGeek.1.
0: <laughs> GenGeek.1. One? Gen-geek. One.
1: I went to I went to a website and, and it was gone.
0: Those were words.
1: That was a thing.
0: It was a thing. going to be an awesome game either way because the gameplay is going to be fucking awesome